don't know. <laughs> I can't blame him though. Like, I'm sure if I was to make a movie about Australia, I would do the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, woo. Perth to next stop Sydney. Like, I don't know what the distance between that is, so. We're in the no outback. I mean, we're judging, but at the same time, it's like. It's fun. It's fun. I- I'm giving permission for people to judge my lack of knowledge. <laughs> Welcome back to Netflix Roulette, the show where me, your host, Kate Hughesby, and a guest every week randomly select something off the website, netflix.com, and we review it, and we tell you if it's good or trash or in the middle. And today, I am joined by one of my very good friends, uh, a comedian, an actress, a singer, a overall artist, uh, joined today by Stella Scott. Hey. I'm going to put in some, uh, I'm going to put in some applause. Um, but tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah. Um, well, I just graduated from USC, and I'm, you know, it's the age of coronavirus, so I don't have any jobs lined up. I'm just doing the thing where I'm living in isolation with my family for a while, and I'm super scared of getting sick, so I'm like, I'm going to put off going, reintroducing myself to society for a long time. Anyway. And you're quarantined in Florida, right? Yeah. So is that, I, I know that Florida is like one of the states that doesn't really give a shit about yeah. things, it seems. Yeah, it's but- like 47th out of 50 in terms of the number of, the number, whatever that The spike? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's pretty scary, but I think California is. Like yeah, you guys are doing it right. I know you guys have been very cautious and uh, staying in and all that stuff. Um, California is not doing too great either. The spike has returned. Um, I don't know what that means for going back to school, but all that I care about right now is watching movies on Netflix with you. So tell us a little bit about your movie and TV show taste. What are you watching these days? Well... I actually just caught up on, like, the last two episodes of Rick and Morty for this season. Um, I've been watching some old movies. Not even old movies. Like, well, we watched Working Girl, which was... It's in, it's really wild to watch a movie, like a rom-com especially, from the 80s or 90s. And you're like, wow. Oh, this is really rapey. Like, everything <laughs> about it is really... You're like, sure, this, sure. Would not, this would not farewell in 2020 which makes you happy that we're like okay we've progressed from here but yeah if you want to be creeped out i mean it's a good movie working girl is a good movie but want to be creeped out by like how casually (laughs) rapey people are then watch i'd say any movie from 90s or 80s makes you wonder where we're gonna be in another 30 years uh how you know how things look now but um I know a Netflix movie we both loved that just came out was Eurovision yeah. Song Contest. Show me your love. Give me your love. <laughs> Are we going to get copyrighted for that? Yeah, Eurovision Song Contest was really funny, and I was surprised at how good it was. And the music yeah. is really good, too. Yeah, I honestly think, like, especially if you appreciate the campiness of it and, like, the good good music can take a campy movie and make it like okay this is actually 
really awesome. But also, I saw someone, okay, Girl With No Job Boats, which you're like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like you need to appreciate the stupid parts. Like, part of the stupidity is that it's stupid. A hundred percent. Like, that's Will Ferrell's be. thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what did you say the website was? Girl with a... Oh, girl with no job. She's like that Instagram account. Oh, and she does like movie reviews and stuff? No, she doesn't do movie reviews, but she has like a podcast and... She's oh, just, it's a brand. She started brand. by posting memes and stuff. Yeah, Claudia Oshra. She's actually... I like her a lot, but... That's cool. I did not agree with her negative review of Eurovision. A lot of critics didn't like it, but a lot of the uh, like general audience reviews were really good. I think it's um, taking it too seriously. I agree. I agree. Like Rachel McAdams was like, it was so not like, good as like was so good, and that wasn't even her voice the entire time. I know it was actually a girl who came in like fourth for Eurovision. Is oh, Eurovision a real thing? Yeah. Oh wow! And like that that guy with the in drag with the beard. He was a winner, a past winner of, of all, like almost every one of the people in the song montage was a past Eurovision contestant. That's so cool. Yeah. Damn, that's really like awesome. a whole other layer to it. Yeah. Um, and also they shot a lot of like the song contest part at actual Eurovision in Tel Aviv last year or two years, last year. I want to go to a, a Eurovision. I know. When they open, when Europe opens back up to uh, let us in, let us Human beings. in there. Do you see yeah. how U.S. is banned from traveling to Europe? We deserve it, though, Loki. Yeah. No, I, I, I endorse their decision. I yeah. <laughs> Call me anti-American. <laughs> and um, what about, like, TV shows? Anything good on the TV show end? Well, oh, I've been watching Dirty John Betty on I USA. hear that's good. I it's hear that's good. good. Yeah, yeah, and then I just watched the last season of Dirty John. It's, you feel a lot of things. <laughs> oh. It's like, people, people are just going crazy, and you're like, I hate this guy. And then you're like, girl, you're not helping yourself. And then you feel bad for the children. And oh, my God, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Just the peek inside someone else's crazy, non-quarantine yeah, you know, life. <laughs> murder, marital disputes. It's just it's the white middle America. Yeah, <laughs> no policing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy how like um, the power of like you know watching content all the time is so such a big part of our lives in quarantine, especially like. Yeah. There's even sometimes when I was like watching something and there's like a big crowd of people I'd be like oh my god like that gives me anxiety so true but I'm also like I was looking through my old pictures from like or no what was it I was watching music and lyrics with Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant so good so good because we got on this like music movie thing so we're gonna watch Josie and the Pussycats soon and also Spice World best music movies ever yeah um and I was like, I miss, and they showed like the New York City scape. And it, for some reason, reminded me of like living in Paris. I was just like, I miss being in a city and not being like, am I going to get a disease? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, like just the, for being around people. It is like a nostalgia thing for sure. Speaking of nostalgia, I've been diving back into Avatar: The Last Airbender. I uh, I'm on, I'm in the middle of season one as well. It's crazy. I'm like right back into it. Like I'm such a big fan again. It's like a the weird feeling of I mean I guess they call it nostalgia. The weird rush <laughs> of like you're like I feel like a kid again. I know it, you just like get transported back to a moment it's so relaxing that. yeah but also weird because mm-hmm. it also low-key is sad to me just because i'm like oh my god where did my life go totally how is this flying by so fast it's like i was thinking about it i was like if i if the like 10 year old me who originally watched the show would like they probably thought i was gonna be like you know somewhere else at this i know (laughs) like i'm gonna be famous and in five movies yeah yeah i'm gonna have my own disney original like they're like i'm gonna celebrate my 25th birthday at the oscars and i'm like i celebrated it in isolation so that's (laughs) that's the opposite of what i like (laughs) how was your birthday what does like a isolation birthday look like for you um, well, my sister ordered me this, oh my god, it was actually crazy, my sister ordered me this cake, it was a rainbow cake, so it was like the gayest cake ever, and I was so happy about it, and I was like, is this actually a pride cake, and then I looked up, it's not, but it was from Carlo's Bakery, and I, wa- I watched Cake Boss, you know Cake Boss? Yo, yeah, That's that fondant. <laughs> the fondant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I watched I used to watch Cake Boss religiously, and for my, like, 16th birthday, I begged my mom for a case, Cake Boss cake, and they're, like, they ha- they looked, because they didn't ship at the time. Uh-huh. And they this were, was like, there in their peak. Yeah, and they were, like, it, it would have been, to get the cake here, over a thousand dollars, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, they're, like, we're not gonna get you this goddamn cake. And so um, I never got that cake. But then my sister accidentally got me a cake boss cake for my birthday. Like she didn't even put the two, put two and two together. And that so sounds amazing. Like, Colorful she, things are just automatically more delicious. Absolutely. And they got fun strobe lights. Not even not strobe lights. But strobe like, lights in a cake. Not not strobe lights, but the the like party lights that that go all around the room and they played the rupaul birthday song which i didn't even know existed how does it go it was like happy birthday happy birthday baby. <laughs> happy 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 birthday baby happy birthday to you happy, happy. <laughs> it was wild and, uh, oh my yeah, god popped a bottle of champagne and just had some fun that's good yeah Yeah. i know it's probably been crazy doing graduation and your birthday like in isolation yeah and i remember when it when isolation when quarantine isolation why why am i saying it like as if i'm not seeing anybody um (laughs) (laughs) when quarantine started i was like if this is going on on my birthday i swear to god (laughs) now i'm like you know what what's the big deal like they're you know way worse things that could happen so yeah i feel like at the two month point everyone just sort of started enjoying quarantine like yeah Stockholm and i've been syndrome. preparing for this for a long time i've been in isolation for a long time i've self-isolated <laughs> as much as i possibly could so. by choice by choice by choice uh you know my bungalow was my self-isolation cabin i can't believe i'm never gonna live there again i know for everyone listening we were neighbors um by usc and 
I just moved out, and now that Stella's graduated, she's going to move out, so. I already moved out. Oh, you I did? Got, yeah, I got Anthony to send me all my stuff. That's so nice. And yeah, he, he was amazing. He's awesome. He's freaking awesome. And now he and my dad are friends. You got a friendship along the way. Look at that. Yeah, he that. like, they wish each other happy Father's Day. I'm like, Yo, you guys are corresponding on your own. You don't even need me. <laughs> Just uh, let me know when my stuff gets here. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, don't go through my stuff. Because I have like... <laughs> My Thanos, you know, I have special things in there. <laughs> special fan memorabilia. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's jump right into the game. So um, for those of you listening who, who are unfamiliar, this is how it works. Stella, or whoever the guest is, will give me a bunch of random numbers that hopefully will correspond to a random genre on Netflix. And then from there, we will randomly select something to watch. And then we'll watch it and then come back and let you know how it was. Um, last week, we watched a movie called Caliber, which was actually pretty good. Um, and that was in the scary crime movie category. So hopefully this week we get something a little bit lighter. I w- I'm hoping for maybe a comedy or maybe like a TV show I've never heard of. But Imagine we get Eurovision. I Let's manifest that because that sounds great. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to type up right here, browse slash genre, and whenever you're ready, just start listing me off some of your numbers. Let me know uh, if you're choosing them for any reason or anything like that. Okay, I'm going to look up random number generator. Nice. That's what Kyler did last week, too. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Crazy Delicious looks like a new Netflix show. Uh, looks like the Great British Bake Off, but with a different name. <laughs> Patriot Act is so good. Queer Eye is so good. Um, any four-digit number? I think it can be like let's let's do four. Um, because it can be I think like between three or five digits. Oh, okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Four, two, one, three. Four, two, one, three. No genre for four, two, one, three. So let's try again. Six, one, five, seven. Six, one, five, seven. Nothing again. Is the genre thing even four? It happened. This happens every time. We just got to keep going until we get something. Oh, okay. I'm going to do seven, eight, four, nine. Maybe they don't have that many seven, genres. Eight, four, nine. Nothing. I'm going to do a lower number. Okay. Okay. Eight, seven, nine. Eight, seven, nine. Feel good. Australian. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is a ideal chef's kiss of a genre crikey i'm excited for this one (laughs) for those of you who don't know stella does an amazing australian accent she's uh really funny um so hopefully after we watch this we can get a taste of that australian accent (laughs) 
like I haven't even done it in so long and people are going to roast me in the comments if anyone in Australia ever saw this. <laughs> so bad now. Oh my God, I shouldn't have even done that. Cut that out. <laughs> Cut the camera's dead ass. So it looks like there's only one movie in this genre, which is called Dance Academy, The Comeback. So I guess the Feel Good Australian movie category was created for this movie. <laughs> I know, I'm like, uh, wait, what? Um, so the description is, in this adaptation of the TV series, Tara recovers from injury and pursues a career in the U.S. where she grapples with love and professional rejection. What are your thoughts? Story of my life. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Dance Academy, hello. No, I don't know. What are, your, what are your expectations, just off the description? Um... I feel like it's going to be like that movie with, who was it, where they, I, I want to say Vanessa Hudgens, but I doubt it was, and it wasn't, it wasn't Step Up, but where they, like, go against the wall, and they're both standing at, they don't see each other, but they're both standing in a mirror, but the camera is, like, between the wall, and it's showing them up next to each other, but they don't know they're up next to each other. I don't even know. <laughs> Don't at me, okay? Is that Greece? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's some, like, I don't know. It's some dance. I feel like it is Step Parasite. Up. Parasite. No, I think it is Step Up. This is going to be, like, the Australian Step Up, but, like, low-key. Yeah, it is giving me some Step Up vibes, too. Okay, so we're going to watch this, and we'll be right back with our review. Come on, move. So, she gets into a ballet school. In her final audition, slips, breaks her back. Oh my God, will she ever dance again? You know, more or less. Your artistic director, Madeline Moncur. Have you given any thought to re-auditioning? I can never dance again. Tara, I watched you learn to walk again. Big days ahead. takes 18 months off and expects to get into the National Ballet Company. It's not impossible with the right trainers. Again! I want my life back. Do you think it's crazy what I'm doing? Help me my legs. She didn't tell you. Isn't there a chance dancing could make you sicker? It's what makes me me. Giving up is game over. Everything hurts every day. You're hurting yourself and I'm meant to just let you. We said we'd never hold each other back. I have no idea what happens next, but I'm excited about finding my own way. All right, guys, so we just got back from watching Dance Academy, the comeback. Uh, first impression, Stella. I'm a changed woman. <laughs> this movie was... It was interesting. It was like a fun movie to like talk through. Yeah, it was fun to make fun of. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean... Again, it was, like, it was like if 
if Black Swan were a Disney Channel movie. Like High School Musical meets Black Swan. <laughs> yeah, Hannah Montana movie, High School Musical, and Black Swan had a baby, and it was this movie. Literally, and and apparently this movie is actually like a, a TV series. A, it's like the final thing of like a TV series that was really popular in Australia, and so As you like put it, the Sex in the City movie. Right, the Sex in the City movie of the Dance Academy. And it's like, I feel like not having that context, obviously it's a whole other experience just watching this movie on its own. Yeah. Um, I did not really enjoy it, honestly. I will be frank. I was kept <laughs> waiting for it to, you know, get somewhere. It just never really did. Like, the main character, yeah. Tara, uh, she's great, right? She's She's cool and all, but... Uh, there were some moments where I did not really think that she was like a great protagonist, honestly. Like, she, there was not much to believe in. I didn't uh, know what she wanted out of right. life. <laughs> Her goals were all over the place. I was like, Do you want this guy? Do you want this guy? Do you want to dance? Do you want to not dance? How would do you, you summer get cancer or do you want to take him or not? Like, what yeah, do you want? She She would literally like want something and then complain about getting it. Yeah, she's like, like <laughs> what injured on purpose. Like, if what? you had, if you had to summarize this movie for the people listening, how would, if you had to summarize it, what would you, how, how would you do that? If I had to summarize it, I'd say it's this girl who got injured and then decided I'm gonna go to America and meet my friends who are in America because I, instead of getting my lawsuit money from getting injured, and I'm gonna become a dancer with my friend. And then I'm going to decide I don't want to be a dancer anymore because there's so much more to life than being a dancer. And now I'm happy. Yep. And I'm also going to go back to my stupid boyfriend who ignored me the entire time I was gone. Yeah. So there were like, uh, you know, there were like a few different plot lines going on here. So she like, she had clearly had some sort of injury. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just, I have questions. Like, what level of school are these pers- people in? Like, are they in high school? Are they in college? Because I thought this was, like, entry into the professional world. And then we go back, and it's, like, almost like the, you know, few months later type situation. But then they're like, okay, well, I'm taking the Shakespeare class. And I'm like, girl, you're already on a TV show. I'm confused. <laughs> right, and then her best friend was, like, this really famous american actress that she was like but then she's the one who's like oh i'm taking shakespeare i think my my perception of it is that in the tv show that was really popular they were all in high school and then now this is like four years after that where they're all out of college and they're all like kind of doing their own thing four years and a few leaked nudes later yes exactly that's self-leaked nudes a spoiler's okay on this. Oh yeah, this is this is total spoil territory. If you had, <laughs> what would you? If somebody was to ask you, Stella, I know you just watched Dance Academy: The Comeback. Would you recommend it? If you want like a movie you want to fall asleep to. <laughs> no, I mean the thing is, it was. I would say it's. This is like what we talked about. How it's like. I'm sure if you watch this, it's like a tween show. Yeah. So I'm sure if you watch this show as like a tween, to me, it reminded me of like Degrassi. 
I never saw you Degrassi, Degrassi, but I totally, I totally understand where you're coming. You never watched Degrassi? No, but to me, I kept getting vibes of like the Hannah Montana movie or like High School Musical, sort of. Even this, though there wasn't yeah. any really singing in it, um, it was sort of just like a lot of like pent up, like you know, tension and like angst. Uh, yeah, and I'm also like, characters. who's a man? Totally. She had all the guys at her fingertips and she and she was confused well here's the but thing it's okay to be confused it's okay to be confused here's the thing that confused me is that the guy that we all wanted her to end up with um the one that had leukemia she kissed him right and it was a really nice it was actually probably one of the best i was like we cheered yeah that we was great into it. and then he was upset that she kissed him and i because was like he ships her and her ex-boyfriend and called them OTP. I'm like, I'm confused. So the ex-boyfriend, they set up a little bit in the beginning as like sort of just your run-of-the-mill boyfriend. And then... He was cute too, though. He dropped her off. He didn't even drop her off at the airport. She took a cab. And after that, he basically did not contact, like broke up with her. And she's based, she went to America. When she came to America, like they showed America in New York City as like this, you know, like this big um thing that it is because it's a, it's an australian movie and it's like she's but it going also, to the big city it also was as if like like i i you know it would be cool if we were like that but we don't center our entertainment and like times square doesn't really project things about people who are just in like a dance show like a kid's show about dance right you know what right. i mean they acted as though she was like the star of every like she was the biggest star ever when she's on this like kids show and she's just like a dancer yeah and uh the the first Which is thing awesome. like that'd be cool when she got off the plane right you get off a plane flight from australia to new york i'm guessing that's what 20 hours and the first thing her and her friends do is spend an entire day tours like sightseeing the city they go to the statue of liberty yeah and, like, like not like you want to go take a nap like let's go see the <laughs> statue of liberty I'm, I got tickets. Sorry. <laughs> we can't reschedule. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's a cute montage. Um, but, but I'm like, girl, you must be tired. You must be so tired. Um, and it, it just felt like it was moments like that where it felt like it was turning into a Disney channel movie where it was like, like, uh, in Lizzie McGuire when, when she goes to Italy and they show like the Coliseum and like, and they show- also driving from New York to Texas in like 12 hours. <laughs> that was so funny so like basically uh the main character tara leaves new york because she has like a little falling out with her friend yeah she Uh, decides she's not gonna stay with her anymore and just go do what speaks to her soul she's in a foreign country and she takes a bus (laughs) from new york to texas and the the editors who i'm guessing were also australian they just showed like like it was like a two-hour drive the nighttime and then in the morning she was in texas She left at night, and in the morning, she got to Texas. If you had to do, like, an impression of, like, what they were thinking when they did that, what would it be? Like, all right, so this map is not anatomically correct, so it probably just takes about five hours to get to to Texas. Five and hours? Six, seven, Texas, Texas before after right. California. Yeah. <laughs> they stop off in Los Angeles before or after... 
Houston. And also they, they're like, welcome to Texas. As if like Texas is one city. It's like, aren't you in a specific place in Texas? Right, like Houston, Austin, like Are you on the border of Texas? You're like, Welcome to the border of Texas. I don't know. <laughs> I can't blame them though. Like I'm sure if I was to make a movie about Australia, I would do the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, woof. Perth to the next stop Sydney. Like out- I don't know what the distance between that is, so we're in the no outback. I mean, we're judging, but at the same time, it's like, fun. It's fun. I- I'm giving permission for people to judge my lack of knowledge. As well. I thought that um, I thought that one of the more like well done parts of the movie was the way that they did her like flashbacks and dealt with her PTSD yeah. from her accident. Yeah, I was getting some like secondhand whew, anxiety from that performance anxiety. Well, not performance anxiety, but I was like, oh my God, I feel like, like you feel the pain of someone's back breaking. Yeah, they did that well, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it was very like Avatar, Airbender, Waterbender. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it did look like she was waterbending. And we never, we never found out. She's like, what if I told you I got injured on purpose? And then she's like, I didn't get injured on purpose. But I did get injured on purpose. It's like, were you injured on purpose or not? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that, I think her first issue was not taking the $100 million lawsuit. Like, I mean, she could have done a lot of dancing with that money. Right. You could start your own ballet start school. Your own ballet school. <laughs> your own Shakespeare classes. Yeah, you could teach your, all your friends. And also you wouldn't have to, like, also we never, oh wait. Oh wait, no we did. Because, wait. This so her boyfriend supposedly leaked her nudes, but then she told she said that it was her who leaked her nudes. So maybe she like already broke up with the boyfriend because then she just goes and hooks. Well, supposedly you assume that that she's gonna end up with the guy in the hospital. The but then you're like, if the you leaks. didn't, if your boyfriend didn't leak your nudes, why why did you break no, up? No, no, no. The leaked the leaked nudes were of her friend who was the celebrity, the Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying she, the friend, leaked her own nudes, but blamed yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah. And then ends up with the guy in the hospital. <laughs> but I'm like, why did you break up with your boyfriend if he didn't even release your nudes? Like supposedly that's why they broke up she's definitely like manic and going through something <laughs> like we'll just let her have that Aww. moment yeah yeah um, we'll be there for support yeah we'll be there for her i think that uh like speaking of like mental health though i think that like the ptsd part of this was like really the only good like redeemable part in my opinion because like yeah our main character it was super vivid was driven by like this like traumatic memory of breaking her back on stage and I think that like the the way they showed those flashbacks were really well done. Um I remember halfway exactly at halfway through the movie you said to me this has gotten so bad it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote it down. I had to. <laughs> I don't even remember saying that but I'm sure I did. What about it do you think was so bad it was sad? Because I have a, th- a few things that I could definitely t- talk about, but I'm interested to, to Well, hear. maybe I'll be inspired by what you say, because so, I can't even remember. I think, I think it was, like, so bad it was sad because they had 
really high production value where like if the script was right and like they executed it right it could have been like a really fire movie I think but like our character like our main character is like she doesn't like overcome an obstacle every scene and like feel you know some sense of like empowerment every scene she literally feels worse and worse and worse about herself and so like running away from her problems every scene and then like us as the audience like also getting lost in like what she's even trying to accomplish it was like so sad it was like girl like we want you to thrive like we want to see a story where like you overcome shit but you're just not giving it to us and we're halfway in and we're just as lost as we were 10 minutes in also i just can't believe that like a school that can afford to travel across the con the the world to go to this dance thing where they supposedly (laughs) are like the top of the top they're they are in the cheapest material ever (laughs) yeah it wasn't even like the cheap material it was like the bad construction of the costume the costumes were not even you don't need to have a lot of money but i feel like you could get someone if you're from like an art school get someone who's good at costuming you could find someone on craigslist to do a better job than those (laughs) like it was just so weird because like the skirts looked like they were they were just bouncing up and down like they were like they they looked like ufos to me they looked like human yes and also like i don't know uh if you did you did theater in high school right oh did i yeah like don't you think your costumes were probably better oh than no those? they definitely were not better than that i will say like i went to i went to an all-girls school and there were like 40 people per grade they were not not better than that so i you know i'm not judging but we're also not traveling to australia to go do like <laughs> professional competitions we were like like i had to bring when when i was l blonde and legally blonde i had to like bring all my own clothes to be i'd like find my own clothes I which was they, like if they Small brought their school, own clothes, we're not might, traveling across the world. Yeah, but it might have worked out better if they had brought their own clothes, honestly. Yeah, maybe. But also, uh. this was what was not believable. So the friend who was like, "You're so lucky that you're not a dancer anymore." So you're so lucky you're not a dancer anymore. <laughs> she was like, then she decided to quit her job at the one dance studio, but then start a job at the other dance studio, but then also her understudy was a better dancer than she was they're all just so brainwashed into like their whole life is dance that like that's all you're gonna get out of any of these characters is like i need to be dancing or like yeah i'm gonna be wallowing in shame like yeah (laughs) but um it was really fun to watch with you because like we got uh, we got a chance to like dance along we were doing some tiktok dances like Oh yeah. You tell me I'm pretty. That's when the hunger really hits me. Your little heart comes better. What was it? Um, dance doesn't matter. TikTok matters or something. Can you get that tattooed? Um, yeah. Tramp stamp. Tramp stamp. Most definitely. And also, let's talk about the music in this movie. The they had like a really oh, yeah. I'm still trying to find song. out. Let me know in the comments below what this song was. <laughs> what was that song? I'm like, it looked it. There was something by Tchaikovsky, but I'm like, that can't be it. It sounded like 
it was some pop song, some Ed Sheeran, what you said. Um, We're talking about the instrumental song that they were doing the ballet dance to. It sounded really familiar. Um, But also there was a lot of, there was a lot of like string instruments that sounded a lot like Sims music. Like, Oh yeah. The the whole opening sounded like Sims. So that was like a little weird too, like tonally. Um, Wugga baby. But again, can't be mad at it. Gave us something to do our TikTok dances to. Yeah. Um, I was not into them getting back together at the end. because No, no, I wasn't. He was a flip-flopper. Yeah, the boyfriend that she left, like, they literally set us up to think that he was, like, a terrible person. And then they brought him back 10 minutes towards the end. I was so confused because it was like all oh, the love and then she was like he was like okay love you bye and then the, the next phone call was we have to break up <laughs> and then she kissed someone else and then he shows up in America and he goes to the hospital like when you have your and he side, goes to the hospital oh yeah when you literally have your side ting in the hospital bed and your main ting by your side like what kind of world with also you- the journal that he gave you like i was so confused by the tom marvelo riddle journal <laughs> i was just i don't know what was going on with that because we also did we ever find out what was in the journal except a an absurdly large four-leaf clover no it was like maybe that's something river- from the tv show it's a very riverdale moment like mm. let's just make it dramatic and like angsty. But it was just so weird because he was, because she on the phone was like, oh, I miss you. And he was like, all right, bye. And then later he was like, oh, I should have said I miss you too. And then it's like, I'm so confused. Do you love her or do you not? Because I think, I think, it, I think the problem was maybe he was a really bad actor. Like, oh, but no, I don't even, I mean, yeah, it's kind of bad, but he was so cute, which maybe I was like, please don't be bad. Not I just you- wasn't getting the emotion from him. Like, what? yeah. It was just also, I feel like if I were reading that script as an actor, I'd be like, what is my through line? Like, what is motivating me? What, why do I change my mind so quickly? Yeah, I had a hard time relating to these characters. But maybe that's because I'm not a ballet dancer. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I would recommend it if you're a ballet dancer or if you're Australian and maybe you've heard of the I'd actually love I'd love to watch this with someone who dances and I could be like is that actually good dancing are they actually good is (laughs) this actually make sense well I could actually give you my ballet expertise because I'm a ballerina so (laughs) actually me too I just I decided not to say no (laughs) um also what I thought was interesting is that it was like kind of similar to Eurovision song contest which we were like loving Uh, was it though (laughs) like the way that they had like all the different levels of competition like obviously this was like a much more bland cold like not funny version that was another thing I was confused about was what is the competition here I don't know like they went as a duo and the other school went as a school and they got through as a duo, but then in the final round, even though they had like five final rounds, I'm so confused. Yeah. They had like five rounds where then they said, okay, we're not going to do our duo, but we're going to have other people come in as our replacements. I don't think that's allowed. That's what I'm saying. That was it's, like Eurovision where it's like, okay, you're disqualified. 
Right. It's also like, this is definitely one of those movies where I feel like Disney Channel high school movies fall into this lane too, where it's like, you're not really supposed to question like, sort of like the, the plot world. holes. Like really the world suspend your disbelief. Like, yeah, Willingly. Like, oh my God, like teen love, teen angst. Like, but at the end of the day, that wasn't enough to, you know, make me like this movie. I think that it did have, it did have like, you know, some good parts uh, with like, I think some of the actors were good. Um, I think like the performances were dope. Yeah. But it just. Like, I thought the, the guy, the guy who got cancer was good. Yeah. But at the same time, I thought it was weird that the people who were, so first of all, his parents were worried about him, but still let him go to America. And then, but like entrusted this other couple to take care of him but then this other couple let him go to new york with this girl who they were like i'm gonna trust you when it's like if you're so worried go with him yourself but then also they were wrong (laughs) to trust her because she was like all right bye i'm gonna trust this other guy to watch out for you while i go do another competition and also i just there was a lot there were too many things going on yeah i couldn't relate to it at all but let's see what the um Let's see what the reviews have to say about it. Dance Academy, the movie, 2017. Look, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 100%. So Okay, one review. <laughs> oh, and 81% audience score. Okay, uh, well, there are only 15 reviews from critics. Let's see what some of the reviews... But they, got, they gave it 100%. These were obviously people who watched the show. Because I think that would give us more context. Could you do me a favor and read some of these reviews in an Australian accent? I'm telling you, it is so bad these days, as you have seen. Right. No, it's amazing. Strauss is a writer of real flair. A former dance teacher, she knows the milieu like the back of her hand. (laughs) And is not ashamed to take delight in an all-Aussie phrase like pity pesh. That is something I did find interesting, too, is that um, they did use a lot of Australian slang, which I, you know, which was cool to learn. But I think that review might be giving it a little bit uh, too much, too much uh, strength there. Yeah. The dialogue isn't exactly sparkling. It's matter-of-fact at best, cliched at worst, but Mm -hmm. terror and friends are easy to like. The ballet movie tradition is well served. I'm going to get roasted for this, by the way, <laughs> if anyone even watches this. <laughs> well, final thoughts on Dance Academy, the movie. Um, well played. I don't know. I really, like, it was such a, I, I could play, you could, you could find, like, a drinking game to play to that movie, and it would be, it's a fun background movie. Hey, this is Cade editing the podcast right now, and I came up with a fun drinking game for this movie, so here it is. Just take a shot anytime someone dances. Okay, back to the podcast. But I also haven't watched the show, so I don't know. Yeah, I think that if you're an Australian teen who's watched the, watched the show, you're probably gonna really enjoy this movie. Yeah, if you like Degrassi, you'll like this movie. I think that if I was younger, I would have liked it too. I don't know. Maybe totally. that has to do with it. Yeah, but it was like a high-budget our... Disney Channel movie. Yes, high-budget Disney Channel movie is how I would put it too. Uh, well, that is our review of Dance Academy, uh, the comeback, the movie. Um, would not recommend. 
but it's a good time to watch with friends and laugh at. So Stella, where can we find you on social media? What are you up to these days? Um, well, I'm up to nothing, <laughs> but <laughs> um, my Instagram is Stella Scott, S-C-O-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T, five T's. Um, and I am spreading the good word on how to remain active and be an activist in this time even if it's, you know, just signing petitions and making calls. That's mainly what I'm doing, to be honest. That's amazing. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on to Zoom and watching Suffering Through This with me. It was a great time. And hopefully you can come back and we can watch something a little bit more fun next time on yeah. Netflix Roulette. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching. Remember to subscribe to First Cut. Follow me on Instagram at Twitter at KateBeesby, and we will see you next time. Peace. Oh, yeah. Also, my Twitter is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Not Kate Hughesby, but... <laughs> <laughs>